Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited because Alexis is here in Wonderland today. Alexis is a lawyer turned self-help writer, speaker, and entrepreneur. She's been called the self-help voice of her generation, and she's the co-founder of a national initiative that's an amazing event called Elevate. And I'm so excited to talk with her today. She is at work on her first book and contributes her personal essays to publications including Cosmopolitan, Forbes, and she blogs for the Huffington Post, Hello Giggles, and more. She's just super cool. She's um, a cast member of the upcoming Oprah Oprah Winfrey Network television show One, and she regularly appears on NPR. She's just an awesome lady. So thank you so much for stopping by the Wellness Wonderland, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. This is going to be super fun. So I have lots I want to talk with you about. So let's jump right in and start by zooming the lens back and chatting about your journey a little bit. So I mentioned in your bio that you studied law and you were a lawyer, but where did you become interested in self-help and make the transition to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, good question. Um, So like many, I went to law school as a default after college, I really didn't know quite what I wanted to do with myself. And a professor had said to me, well, go to law school. You can do anything with a law degree. And so I did. Um, and I practiced. Um, I knew pretty early on in law school that law may not be for me, but I, I tested the waters and worked for one of the big international law firms um, where I very quickly realized uh, the lifestyle wasn't for me and neither was the work. Uh, but I didn't know what was next. I found myself in much the same position I had been in right after college. Um, I I was lost. I didn't know what to do with myself. And here I was, three years later, a ton of debt, um, more time spent, um, had had you know ticked by, uh, and um, and so I, with you know, you're you're in this position where you're you want to make a. a conscious, intentional next step and you don't know what to do with yourself. So I ended up doing a ton of self-help work. I read every self-help book. I listened in on teleseminars and webinars. I wanted to craft a life where every day felt meaningful and every day felt fulfilling. And what I found was this incredible wisdom that totally resonated with me. But I really wasn't the target audience. It was mostly, you know, these self-help books seem mostly written for women in midlife crises. Imagine the midlife divorcee with three kids looking to reinvent herself. I was just looking to invent myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started writing about what I was learning about in a language that I thought would be more accessible to people my age, women in their 20s and 30s. Um, And that's when I started writing for Cosmo Magazine and Forbes Woman and the Huffington Post, different online uh, and print outlets. And from there, I got an incredible response and started to get asked to speak at conferences all over the country. And I'm speaking all over the place. And again, I'm energized and inspired. And the wisdom that's shared at these conferences completely resonated with me. But I really wasn't the target audience. It wasn't my peers out there. 
um, listening. It was mostly, you know, 40 and 50 something women, year old women. Uh, so that's what sparked the idea for Elevate Gen Y, the company that I founded actually with my mom. I went home to my mom and said, listen, we need an experience like this for women in their twenties and thirties. You know, I'm loving this. There really isn't anything out there for us like this. And at the time I was doing all personal and professional development speaking and my mom, who is a doctor, an integrative doctor and a chiropractor by trade, said, yes, but you can't do personal and professional development without also doing health and wellness. They're so interconnected. They're so related. And as usual, someone was right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so those became two key pillars of Elevate Gen Y. And we added philanthropy um, as our third. And Elevate is really, um, it's a business that creates programming, events, and conferences for women in their 20s and 30s around those pillars, health and wellness, personal and professional development, and philanthropy. Because we believe to truly live a holistic, meaningful life, you need to be inspired and empowered in all three of those arenas. And so that's kind of my trajectory. And I, you know, I tell people, you would never have known. I would never, ever be able to see this, <laughs> having gone into law school and even coming out of it, that this is what would come of it. But I really kind of just trusted each step and felt my way through. And here I am. And I'm so happy and finally loving my work. But it, it took a while to get here. Wow. I adore that story. Mira in so many ways. And, you know, like I've said to you from the beginning when I first met you, you know, I just, I think your story is awesome and, and so inspirational and I personally connect with it so much. So thinking back to your journey, one thing I love about it, you know, that I just want to latch on to something that you said there was just that you never could have guessed this is where you would be, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's a really great point for people to kind of take away from this is that, you know, our dreams are just a fraction of what's available to us. And even if we have a dream, oftentimes the path to getting there may be completely different than what we think. So I think that's a great thing that's a takeaway. And and looking back on your journey, like you said, you know, it was nothing that you would have expected for your life. But with that, can you give us some advice from your journey looking back that you wish you would have known or you know now that you'd like to share with people either for becoming an entrepreneur, getting, um, getting to figure out your life's purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the most important um, pieces of advice I would give is that um, I I tell people this and they're like, what? Um, I say don't follow through. Um, And it's totally counterconventional. People say if you commit to something, you commit to it and you do it and you're obligated and you have to just stick with it. But law didn't work for me. And I'm so proud of myself for not following through on that. I mean, Katie, I went to a very good law school. I paid a lot of money for it. I spent a lot of time doing it. And I took the bar exam in California, which is not an easy task and passed it. And yet I still, and then I had this wonderful job all lined up for me. I was about to make a ton of money. Um, I was, I was set to pay off my loans and then some, um, and I knew I, I didn't want to do it. And I felt really okay saying no. Like most people would say, you're crazy. You just accrued all of this, um, you know, student debt. At least go and work for the firm for a couple of years, if not more, to pay it off. Which uh, I have to say, a sizable amount of my friends, unfortunately, are doing despite their misery day to day. And I was okay enough with myself and with my gut feeling about um, what I wanted to 
do with my life and how I wanted to spend every day that I was okay not following through on that. Like I, I, you know, I did law school, I did well, I took the bar exam and then I was okay not continuing to practice. I could have spent a lifetime saying, well, I committed to that. So I guess I'm just in it. Um, and sometimes, you know, the best decisions seem like the most unreasonable ones. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, (laughs) <laughs> I think um, I think a lot of people get a lot of pressure from their parents and their friends, and and some of it is just self inflicted pressure. It's like what they put on themselves, what they should be doing, what they're supposed to be doing, and um, and things that seem the most outrageous are some are often the most rewarding and amazing and incredible and yield the greatest um, results and life experiences. And I feel like people are very very hesitant to be. Um, quote unquote unreasonable. And I think um, if you just give yourself permission to kind of feel out what feels right um, and, and trust that that will lead you somewhere um, good, <laughs> um, somewhere that's fulfilling, that yields, you know, what whatever it is that you personally want. Um, I think sometimes you have to take little, you have to listen to the small yeses to get to a big yes. Um, and, or the or the small nose to get to a big no and just kind of feel your way through. And I mean, that's certainly one of the things I've done is just, you know, feel like kind of check in with myself. Like, does this feel good or does this not feel good? And I think it's so um, it's so underrated how we feel about things. You know, mostly we're talking about all of these like very logical, um, structured, you know, elements like money and time and whatever. But like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel good about this or do you not? Because this is your one life. You get one life. Like, do you want to spend your days doing this or don't you? Um, and sometimes it can be as simple as that. And often, actually, I think your body is like the best indicator of um, whether you're on the right track or not. I mean, I very obviously, <laughs> when I worked at the law firm, I like had headaches. I never have headaches. I had stomach aches. I don't like regularly have like I was uncomfortable in every way. I was also crying basically every day. <laughs> so that was very obvious. But um I think there's these like small signs that our bodies um give us and they're just a manifestation of how we're feeling about our experience and sometimes we're forgetting that our body is like the best indicator of where we are, how we're feeling um and measuring kind of, you know, measuring that. So I tell people, like, check in with, like, your physical body. Are you, do you have tension in your neck? Are you feeling, like, do you, you know, some people, <laughs> I've done this exercise um, with uh, with classes before and, and in workshops, and people will notice that, like, if they go back to thinking through their day, they feel okay, and then somehow on the bus or subway to work, they, like, start to, feel bad or something happens or, or people who have like a rash and then the rash goes away when they actually make a new decision. It's just amazing how our bodies manifest, how we're feeling. And if you can get like, if you feel like you, you can't really get in touch with your intuitive sense of where you are and how you're doing, um, you can just look at your body and it's, it's one of the best indicators. Mm, so true. And I think in our society, it's so often ignored, right? You know, Oh, it's just how it is, you know, take a pill, take a whatever, and covering that up not only is like a band-aid for a head wound, you know, you're never going to fix the problem, um, but it really is harmful because you'll never know how you feel about situations in your life too. So I think, um, I think that was just awesome. And I love the quote you said, the best decisions are the most unreasonable sometimes. <laughs> 
So I think that was really awesome. So staying on that vein, um, I'd love to know a little bit about getting a little more specific here, I guess. Um, what advice would you have for people who want to be entrepreneurs, right? They want to live their passion and live their purpose as a career, but they also, um, you know, maybe aren't ready or aren't really in the mindset of wanting to leave the stability of a full-time job yet. You know, what what advice do you have for them to break out of that and uh, really have the the bravery to do that and start their own business? I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs have this, like, before they, they leap, there's this, like, but I'm not quite ready, I'm not quite clear, I'm not quite ready, um, and that can paralyze you forever. Like, that can just stop you from ever moving, and I think um, uh, particularly entrepreneurs in the, like, self-help personal development world that have an idea of what they want to do, but it's not concrete, I think it's so hard because... Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, we have lots of ideas and we want to do lots of things. And so it feels like, well, but I don't want to just pick one or if I commit to that, then it's just like, it's just that. But like, what about A, B, and C? Um, and I think one of the best things to do is just pick something that feels like good and interesting and go with it. And then if you have to change course a little, I mean, I think we all in our businesses do. I, we already have uh, with Elevate um, and being open to kind of that evolution, uh, is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, so yeah, I would say one is just like, just actually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I certainly understand the need for stability and to have a steady paycheck so that your rent gets paid and that you can eat. Um, and you know, I have worked into my own life systems that allow me to, um, to get a steady paycheck in the background while working on Elevate um, and do that remotely. And so I think, you know, while I would I would love to spend 100% of my time um, doing my entrepreneurial work and that would be, you know, that would be wonderful. I also have found fulfilling work that's um, that allows me to, you know, give myself to Elevate in a way that also doesn't leave me on the street. Um, so I think people can be more creative than they realize. There's not just like a you have a stable, steady nine to five job or you're an entrepreneur. Um, right. You can have some sort of income stream while you're making your business happen. Um, and you can just get creative around that and do it on your own terms. Figure out what works for you. If you, you know, go tutor kids a couple times a week and then do your job, you know, like I, I just feel like there's a lot of creative ways um, around making it work and you don't have to be so black and white about it. Mm -hmm. So true. I was just talking with Alexis Wolfler about um, the same concept about entrepreneurship. And, and she was saying, you know, when she started the beauty bean, she was, you know, being an entrepreneur. And she realized that, like, it's not for everyone because you like you said, you know, you really have to hustle and you have to want to do other things to make it actually happen. And it's really just a choice you make. So I love that point. And, and so many people are multi-passionate and that's exciting and can really be um, a pro, not a con. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think she makes a good point that it's not for everybody um, because it is, it, it adds a layer of insecurity and stress to your life that 
um, while, you know, entrepreneurship is so glamorous and you're your own boss. And I woke up when I wanted this morning and I went to sleep when I wanted last night because I knew I could. Um, and I have the flexibility with my schedule and all of that. Um, it comes with like, I, I'm responsible for me. No one's just, you know, no one's, I'm not, punching my time clock and I don't have that automatic payment coming into my bank account every month. It's my own hustle. Um, but I think if you, I think if you, um, I think it's like one of those things where you just try and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, it does. And that's great. And you, you know, you, I just, it goes back to that, like, you only live once thing for me. You just have to try. And if it's okay, if trying doesn't, if trying it, I don't think it'll ever not work because it, it depends on what your definition of not working really is. But I mean, it could just give you more information about what really is the right fit for you. Yes. yes. I mean, first of all, I believe, and I know I'm sure you're on the same page with me, you know, like the world is rigged in our favor. You know, if you are passionate about something, the universe is going to line up and give you everything you need. So I think that, you know, just trying and putting yourself out there, I know for me, like, you'll know if it's something that you want, if you want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I think you'll feel it. Like we were saying, you know, to tie this back to the beginning, you'll feel it in your body. And, um, and I think that if you're scared, you know, you'll feel contracted. And that's not a reason to not do it, but it's just something to look at that fear and say, you know, everybody had it it's not just me and it's part of it and it's exciting too so I think that's kind of like the perfect transition to my next question for you which is um which you've kind of touched on some of those things already but what do you love most about the life you've created for yourself and your career that you've built for yourself Mm, um I get to do and I get to do things that I find so fulfilling and meet people that I find so unbelievably fascinating and wonderful and kind of aligned with my own life philosophy. Um, and so I've basically created a business around what I find interesting and wonderful. Um, I love connecting with other um, people in the space, in all three of those pillars that I mentioned um, that Elevate covers health and wellness, personal and professional development, and philanthropy. Those are huge hugely important and interesting, um, items for me in my life. And so I basically get to spend my time, um, developing experiences for other women where they get to learn about this and grow in those arenas. I get to connect with the most amazing, um, people around those topics. And because I just find them interesting, it's like, I'm like a student again, which I would, I love, I just love learning. And so I've basically created a career that reflects just my interest and things I love. And certainly don't get me wrong. I'm doing things every day that aren't like fancy or fun. Um, but I'm also, um, I'm also just doing something that I really love to do. I'm doing something I care about is the bottom line. Really? Like Mm -hmm. I actually care about what I'm doing. I was doing work before that. I wasn't, um, invested in, uh, personally, um, and in like a heart centered way. And now I really am. And so it feels like it just gets me going because I'm excited about it. I'm into it. I'm invested in it. Um, and it just feels really, really right. Mm, so good. I, I want to highlight one of the things you said there, um, which is just that you still, even though you love everything so much, you still do things that 
are not your favorite every single day and I and I think that that's really important to remember that like you love your life your job you created for yourself and it's amazing but there still are things that you do to hustle and and I know you know for me with with my full-time job you know I there were things that I love about it still and there you know there's the excel spreadsheets right there's the stuff that maybe isn't quite as fun and um you know I used to think like oh, but my mentors and these people I look up to, like they're doing what they love all the time as entrepreneurs and they're, you know, but that's really not true. You know, even the people who I look up to and the people as entrepreneurs, every job has its aspects to it that, you know, keep it going, that you have to do to keep everything else up and it makes it all worth it. So I just love that you um, were so authentic about that and shared that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you have enough of the other stuff, like you're excited enough about the, the business or the project, you're, um, you care enough about it, the nitty gritty, the tasks that you don't like doing, they feel less awful, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're just like, but I'm moving the dial forward on something that I really care about and something that I really want to make happen. And so, yes, this is not my favorite but I'm doing it and I feel okay about it. Yes, because you understand the why behind it yeah. and you appreciate it and you're even grateful for it. You know, I, I think that's amazing. Right. So um, getting back to your brand and your vision um, for Elevate and what you're creating, what is the long-term goals and mission and, and vision for it? Yeah, um, great question. Um, the idea is really for Elevate to be a connector and a resource and a community builder um, to inspire and empower women in their 20s and 30s because this is such a like magical, scary, wonderful, awful age time when we're all figuring we're figuring our stuff out and it's a time of huge transition which for me personally is um, really, really hard. Uh, I find change to be extremely hard. Um, a lot of people, I think. You're not alone. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and... Um, so the idea is really to play a role in women's lives in this critical moment um, and give them just the resources and the community to feel connected and empowered and in charge um, and really give women the chance to live life on their own terms in their own way um, to, you know, give them permission to do that um, and, uh, and the, the kind of the information and resources to make that possible. Um, and so we're doing that in all kinds of creative ways. Right now, we're doing it through programming and events and big conferences and where it will be in the future. Um, the beauty of it is that we don't even know what this will morph into, you know, and where this will go and grow. Well, I can tell you one thing about it. I am so excited and want to be part of the entire ride because I could not be, it could not be more in line with the Wellness Wonderland mission, you know, really taking my passion for self-help and wellness um, and blending it together and, and philanthropy and kindness is just, it's so perfect. So um, you know, I want you to be part of it every step of the way. Absolutely. So I guess speaking of that, um, this podcast, when it airs, it's going to be, it's right before um, an amazing event locally by me. So I would love it if you could talk about Elevate Ann Arbor. So for all the local people listening um, to get tickets and come out. Yeah, great. So Elevate Ann Arbor is a big conference um, on April 7th at the Marriott Ypsilanti um, outside of Ann Arbor. Um, and it is going to be an amazing day. Uh, we have three unbelievable keynote speakers, 
Tama Keeves. Uh, she wrote Inspired and Unstoppable and This Time I Dance. She is an amazing Harvard lawyer turned career coach and um, one of my biggest inspirations. I adore Tama. Um, she'll be one of our keynotes, Marcy Shimoff, who was in The Secret, and she wrote Love for No Reason and Happy for No Reason, and she was the woman behind Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul and a lot of those titles. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable inspiration. Um, she'll be speaking as will uh, Janet Atwood, who wrote The Passion Test. Anyone who really needs help figuring out how to plug into what they're passionate about in a really practical way um, will love to hear Janet speak. She's unbelievable. So those are our three keynotes. And, uh, and then we have about 40 speakers and 21 breakout sessions, all uh, related to health and wellness, personal and professional development, and philanthropy. The panels are awesome. Uh, and it's a mix of local and national speakers. The local talent there, Katie, is pretty incredible. Um, and so, uh, so we are, we're mixing local and national uh, talent throughout the day. Uh, and a ticket you can find at elevategeny.com. Um, we have individual tickets. Well, tickets will definitely be on sale when this airs. Um, we... We have a really wonderful uh, women's wine company throwing a big wine after party at the end of the evening and a potential surprise musical performance um, Ooh. by um, someone very exciting. So, uh, yeah, so that will we'll, we'll release information about that. But um, it should be a really wonderful day. Um, there'll be about 550, 600 people there. Uh, we're really, really excited for it, and we're so grateful for Wonderful sponsors like Kind Bar, Kind Healthy Snacks, um, the Marriott, uh, Luna Bar, uh, Vera Bradley, Benefit Cosmetics, Bear Essentials. We have some really wonderful sponsors, which means some really fun swag bags, I have to say. Yeah, yeah and um, I want to touch on something. You know, I, Well, first of all, I'll be there, and I can't wait. It sounds amazing. I can't wait to meet all of you there, too. And... Also, there's a wellness pavilion, right? Can you talk about that a little bit and um, the connection there? Yeah, I can't believe I didn't even mention that. So the wellness pavilion, so we have I two- got you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Um, we, um, we have a wellness pavilion on site, and there'll be tables um, there with local and national um, health and wellness resources and practitioners, um, anywhere from food companies, vitamin companies, to local acupuncturists, chiropractors, um, a local spa, uh, and it's basically an opportunity to get plugged into the best uh, health and wellness resources, both in the area and nationally. Uh, and then we'll have a nonprofit hall, and that will be a collection of local, national, and international nonprofits. Because the idea is that we're going to inspire um, those who come to give back to their community and to the world, and um, and they will have a chance to get plugged into opportunities right there on site. Uh, so we're really excited about both of those spaces. We have Crazy Wisdom Bookstore for those locals familiar with it, um, who will be on site selling all kinds of fun um, goodies and books too. So cool! So cool. I, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. I'm glad we were able to talk about it, and we'll have all the links below to how to get tickets and more about the actual event, so people can come. And right. I'm just so glad that um, that we were able to talk about that a bit. So. Now I would love to get personal with you and some things that inspire you personally and your kind of daily practices. So I would love to start and know who inspires you and who are some of those big influences in the self-help world when you got into this and who inspired you to make your changes in your life? 
Yeah, great question. Um, one of my favorites is Martha Beck. Um, she wrote Finding Your Own North Star, among other books, and she um, she's an Oprah uh, magazine columnist. Um, I think she calls herself a life design coach. She's incredible. Um, and one of um, one of the most powerful things I read from her was she, um, in Finding Your Own North Star, she goes through these exercises to help you figure out, like, what do you want? Where are you going? What makes you feel good? What doesn't make you feel good? Um, so you can suss out, you know, the right direction. Your North Star. Um, and one of the questions she has you ask yourself is, um, she tells you to fill in the blank. If I had the guts, I would. And it was huge for me. And it's, seems so small and so simple, but it was such a big deal at the time because I, um, I think we all have these ideas of like what we could do and it's, um, often kind of limited in scope. And I, I, I uh, grew up with, uh, um, with parents who basically told me the sky's the limit. So I'm actually not very limited in scope, but I still think most of us have ideas that are like, you know, in the box, reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, and she basically pushes you to do like, what's your wildest dream idea? And if, and she frames it in a way that basically says, if you had guts, what would you be doing? And at the time I was like, I would be writing a book. I would probably try and do some TV something. And it just turned. And that's when I ended up doing a lot more writing, found myself a literary agent for my book. Um, the Oprah thing happened. So I, it was like this very pivotal moment where I really was like, okay, if I really had guts, like what would I be doing with myself? Like what would I be doing with this one life? And it was hugely influential and very um, powerful. And I tell everybody to fill in that blank now because I think we're all, we're, I mean, we know we're all living with a lot of fear about, you know, we do the what ifs all the time. What if this, what if that? But like, what if you flipped what if on its head and asked, all the positive questions like what if it worked out what if I actually mm -hmm. want that to happen what if it what if it's exactly what I want what if this is working out just as it should and if you if you flip the what ifs and turn the fear around unbelievable what you could do with yourself mm, so good flip the what ifs that sounds like the most amazing journal exercise ever yeah yeah it is that that would be <laughs> I do it literally on a daily basis because I'm a big um I'm like an anxious person, and so I I do a lot of what ifing, particularly anxious people do, and um and so I catch myself all the time and turn it around. It's pretty amazing. Mm, I'm right there with you. I I absolutely adore that. So um, now I would love this is like one of my favorite questions to ask people, and I think it really gives us a nice glimpse into your life day to day. So. Could you walk us through your morning routines, maybe like the first three things when you wake up and any specifics to how you start your day and why that's important for how the rest of your day goes? Totally. Um, so when I wake up, um, I do a little like meditation. Um, I do right now I'm doing like a law of attraction meditation. Um, I think law of attraction is one of the most awesome things ever, ever. Um, that we, you know, we're all energy and we're attracting energy and our yeah. thought, we yeah. can manifest our thoughts and our thoughts become our, you know, um, feelings and our feelings become our behaviors and our behaviors become our habits and routines and life experiences. And, um, so I am particularly lately trying to spend a lot of attention and energy, 
um, getting into the right space around what am I attracting into my life and what am I focused on? Um, because so much of, you know, it's like where your attention, what is that? What is that? What, you, what your intentions on, what your attentions on where expands. Attention goes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so, um, so I do a lot of attraction meditation and, um, I do right now I'm doing this like um you um actually imagine the space around your body um and the space around that space and it apparently changes your brain waves in such a way to get you into a good meditation space um and so I I go through kind of a guided um meditation doing that and then really start visualizing my future um what do I want to see what am I feeling what what's happening um and getting into a place of gratitude around that already being real um so that I can go through my life feeling like I have this I I feel this future ahead of me I'm moving towards this future and I've played it in my head um and I really believe that we can we can manifest our thoughts certainly through a lot of hard work uh you don't just actualize by thinking about it but I do think that gets um the gears kind of in motion so I do that meditation. Sometimes I do it for like three minutes. Sometimes I do it for an hour. It depends on the morning and my mood, frankly, and what I have scheduled. Um, and then I go for a run. And I live in San Francisco right along um, the, the water by the Golden Gate Bridge. And so I'm very grateful and um, fortunate to have the most gorgeous morning run. Um, and the weather here always allows me to. So I, um, I run for, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes every morning along a path along um, the water's edge. And I don't listen to music. Um, and that's very intentional. I used to. And now I just make space for my own thoughts um, and run. And it feels fantastic. Um, I didn't start exercising until I was like 25. Um, I never played a sport. I was just completely not um, – I wasn't athletic and I wasn't interested uh, and my daily exercise routine has completely transformed, I think, my emotional state and um, and just how I feel in general physically. So it's, um, it is truly one of my absolute favorite parts of my day. And, fi- and it's, it's like brushing my teeth. Like, it's not even an option. I don't even think about it as, oh, am I going to exercise today or am I not? It's just I, I do it like I shower. Like, I, of course, am going to go on my run. Um, and then I, unlike most people, don't drink any caffeine. I've been caffeine-free for 10 years. Um, and that's mostly because, as I mentioned, I'm, more, I, I'm on the more nervous end of the spectrum. Um, and so there's no reason to get my heart racing. I am naturally, um, I naturally have my heart racing. So, um, so then I actually just sit down with my computer and start my day. And one of, um, one of the best things that I think I do for myself is I don't, I try to avoid that um, before my run, um, and before my meditation. So I get to work after I do those things, um, so that I have a really clear headspace to get into those things. So that's kind of my morning. That is beautiful and sounds eerily similar to mine, except not the running part during the winter here. (laughs) Yes. I was just in Ann Arbor last week and I can tell you there's no, there was no chance that I was going to get out Would be dangerous with the amount of snow we have right now. (laughs) But um, now I would love to know how you wind down the day in the evening and what are some of your evening rituals and favorite ways to relax, especially being an entrepreneur, turning Mm -hmm. off work and transitioning into, you know, your you time and your time to just be. 
Yeah, great question. Um, I have a no um, work after dinner rule, and that's very unusual, I think, for an entrepreneur, especially because the you know everyone says like, oh, you should be working all the time. Entrepreneurs just work twenty four seven. They're always thinking about their business, and they're always on, and they're always doing it. And I'm certainly thinking about it, but I am, um, and it doesn't work every single night, but for the most part, uh, after dinner is me time. It's like completely, totally me time. I, I often eat dinner with friends or do have an event or something, um, out in the world, uh, because I work from home. It feels really good to get out of my house. Um, and, uh, and then I, I read my book before I go to sleep every night. I'm always reading something. I'm always reading one personal development book and one, um, and one, like some novel, some contemporary fiction. Um, and I find that reading before I go to sleep is um, one of the best ways to kind of chill myself out and get my mind kind of on. It's someone else's story. Mm-hmm. It's about someone else. And so you're in someone else's world and out of your own head for a little. And I think um, I was just talking to a friend about this last night that we, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, your mind can, has it, you know, in stressful moments or, you know, when you're, in a particularly pressureful situation, you're spinning and you need to get out. And I think one of the best ways to stop spinning is spend time with someone else listening to them, um, paying attention to something that's not about just you and your business or your work or your stress or your, your fight with your you know partner or whatever. Um, get into someone else's story. And so reading is one of the greatest ways to do that. And certainly um, my time, I think, out once I've spent a whole day working um, it's like I change gears a little and then I'm just like my social self or my, you know, I do a lot of, um, I do some social justice stuff. So I'm, I'm doing stuff for other people or with other people that, um, kind of gets me out of my own head. It really is helpful. Really taking that time to switch gears is really crucial and making that contrast is really important for people between work life and just personal life, especially when you work from home or you're an entrepreneur or both. So I think that's um, super important for people to latch on to. And then I'm curious, what you, what you're reading now? <laughs> What's on your nightstand? Yeah. Um, so I actually, I, I'm in between personal development books at the moment. So, um, but I'm reading, I just started Pam Houston's Contents May Have Shifted. Um, and it's beautiful. And I just finished Dear Sugar by um, Cheryl Strayed, which might as well be a personal development book, really, because it's so gorgeously written and deep and meaningful and moving. Um, and it's the Cheryl Strayed wrote Wild, yeah, yeah, her memoir. And um, and this is her advice column, but it's not a traditional advice column. It's really um, she gives advice while she you know weaves tales of her own story and. It's big picture stuff on love and loss and connection, and it's beautiful. Uh, and I was completely in love with that. And Pam Houston's is um, proving to be beautiful as well. So uh, that's kind of that's that's on my Kindle at the moment. Mm, amazing. Well, I know what I'll be picking up from the cool Ann Arbor bookstore when I'm at Elevate. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, now let's wrap with some quick fire questions. You ready for them? I'm ready. Okay, so just say like the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Favorite color? Pink. Favorite day of the week? Mmm, Saturday. Favorite hour of the day? Oh, that's good. Um, I would say like when 
the sun is setting. It's like that gloaming, pretty time. Yeah. Favorite beauty ritual? Oh. Oh, that's a good one. Um, favorite beauty ritual? I love my manicures and pedicures. Nice. Where do you hear your intuition the strongest? Ooh, what do you mean by where? Like, what are you doing when you usually hear it the strongest? Oh, um, that's a good question. I might be in the shower, actually. I, that was just so funny. When I said that, I was like, I would say when I was in the shower. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, now I have a couple food questions for you. What is your favorite vegetable? Um, broccoli. Favorite fruit? Apple. What is one food that you eat almost every day? Trail mix. Do you have the same thing for breakfast every day or do you switch it up? I am a routine person. Nice. What's your favorite thing to have for breakfast then? Um, so I had started eating this. Um, I make a breakfast quinoa. I boil the quinoa in vanilla almond milk and add nutmeg and cinnamon. And, it's, uh, and then I eat it with like bananas or blueberries and it's amazing. Sounds super delicious. It's really good. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so my diet's different than a lot. Nice. What is your favorite on-the-go snack? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with my trail mix again. Totally. Yeah, of course. Um, what is one lesson that you've learned recently? Mm. Oh, that's really good. Um. Oh, a lesson that I've learned recently, maybe a lesson that I've relearned recently, um, is that everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that we're all pretty resilient spirits. I love that. I just keep learning that over and over and over again, but it's so important. And I think the more we can zoom out from like the present moment and even just see our past, we can see that things work out and that we're resilient and okay. But um, I think I'm learning that over and over again. And especially recently. You can never learn that too much. It reminds me of um, my favorite Louise Hay affirmation. And it's just all is well. Everything is working out to my highest good Mm -hmm. out of this situation. Only good will come and I am safe. And I think that's so perfect because it really like, you just kind of say that in that moment of like freak out or anxiousness and then you know it gives you time to like calm down and be like all right like it's gonna work out and then it gives like the universe time to figure it out for you so Mm -hmm. I love that one of my favorite things I have to say Katie and that I do during the day and it wasn't a morning or evening routine um so I didn't get snuck in there and I actually forgot my gratitude exercise but whatever um is my sister and I Um, I live with my sister and I have this like deck of power thought cards is what they're called. I think they're a Hay House thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And every day we spread out the cards and we each pick one. And then that it kind of is like, um, an intention and, um, something to kind of pay attention to and think about. And they're all, it's like the affirmation that you just, um, shared of Louise Hayes. Every card is something like that. Uh, and it's the coolest thing. And it's almost like we, it's like we energetically, like we just pick one card that we feel like is speaking to us because they're all really pretty, you know, colors. Um, and it's one of the coolest things that we do together. And somehow we always choose a card that feels like it resonates with us. I think probably because all of them would resonate, but, um, but they feel particularly resonant on that day. And it's a really fun thing to do. It's like, 
one, you know, small, small two second exercise, but it's like it gets you thinking about something that's like important um, deeper than where you are and is really nice. I love that. And I love that you guys do that together. Do you happen to be in the market for another sister? Because that sounds amazing. You're welcome to join. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, I, I love that practice so much. So you mentioned your gratitude practice. We can't we can't wrap the call without you telling us that. Okay. Um, so every night before I go to sleep, and it's funny because I guess it's so routine that I didn't even realize it. Like I didn't even say it. Um, I because the other things that I told you about are very like I'm very conscious of that morning meditation. That morning meditation sometimes takes a lot of effort for me. Like I'm not in the mood. Like or I or it takes time, and so I feel like rushed. Um, and so I'm very conscious of that, like being a real effort. This gratitude thing, it's like, like it's like my run, like the brushing the teeth thing. Right. Um, I say before I go to sleep at night, once I close my eyes, my books away, um, I think of three things that I'm grateful for. Just three from the day. Um, some days I have like a long list of things because I feel inspired. Some days like eking out three because I'm in such a bad mood or I'm so frustrated or disappointed or hurt or whatever it is, um, feels like Ugh, I don't want to think of three. But it, I mean. Anyone who knows about gratitude knows that it really does shift how you feel um, and and your perspective. And so it's like one of it's. I've been doing it for probably two years now, and it's a really really nice way to go to sleep. That is so funny because I pretty much do the same thing. You know, I keep a journal by my bed and I write down five things I'm grateful for every night, and then I read it every Thanksgiving. And it's really cool because um, you know you can kind of get insights on what was happening on those days, but. But also it's nice because, you know, so many of us go to sleep with the energy of, oh, my God, what the hell do I have to do tomorrow? Or what am I going to wear? Like, I'm dreading that, you know, and it's really nice. And then your dreams are, like, all in that energy, you know. So if you can kind of shift the energy to the good before you go to sleep, I think it can really, really transform things. So I'm glad that we got that in. Katie, I love that we're living parallel lives. (laughs) I know. Me too. Um Okay, so a couple more quick fires. What superhero power do you wish that you could have? I want to fly. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so rad. What is um, your favorite vacation you've ever taken? Oh, oh god, that's so hard. Um, oh my god, favorite. I have so many good ones. Um, let's just say a vacation that I want to take. I want to go sit on a beach somewhere. Yeah, me too. <laughs> more tropical on a beach listening to the waves come up lap up to the shore um but i've taken a lot of good vacations so i'll just focus on what i want to take yeah i love that um okay favorite movie if you have one oh um mm, my most recent favorite is perfect i think it's the cutest happiest movie that's so funny. My mom saw it and she like loved it, and I, I now I'm gonna definitely have to see it. Yeah, I mean, I I love all the classics: Dirty Dancing, Pretty Woman, you know, and then I like all the like the chick flicky, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, <laughs> so good! I'm like craving watching that right now. I have it. It might be what I do tonight. <laughs> sounds fun. What is your favorite song? Um. I don't think I have a favorite song, although I'm enjoying my current dance parties to my Pandora Akon Beautiful right now, <laughs> which is certainly not a favorite song, but it is a very fun dance station. Whatever you can jam to. I mean, <laughs> I love it. All right. So the last question will really sum everything up for everyone. So as you know, the name of my blog and the name of this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. 
Yeah. So, you know, what I, what I mean by that is wellness in your life from what you eat, what you think, and what you do. So when I offer that term to you to live in a wellness wonderland, what does that mean to you? And, and how do you emulate that in your life? Hmm. Um, I would say the first thing that came to mind is taking care of yourself. Um, and that means taking care of yourself physically and also emotionally. And um, I, I really pay attention to how I'm feeling. Um, and I take it very seriously. When I need a massage, I get a massage. When I need to sleep, I try and let myself sleep more. When I need a break, I give myself permission to take a break. Um, and I, I think a lot of it is just being like gentle and aware of how we're feeling and how we're moving through our day and, um, and like paying attention to ourselves and just taking care of ourselves. It's like, I don't, I'm, I, I get that it's easy to kind of just like get, you know, make your own wellness, kind of put it on the back burner because you have other more important stuff, but like what could possibly be more important than your wellness? Nothing really, because you're not, you're not going to, you're not, you know, functioning without it, um, at least at the level that you should be, um, or feeling good enough. So yeah, I would say taking care of yourself. And if you're, you're not going to be functioning and I think if you show up for yourself, you'll show up better for those other things. So I think that's a great place to leave people and a great message. So Alexis, thank you so much for being here and all the inspiration that you shared. I think this episode is really going to help a lot of people and we'll have all the information about Elevate and about you below. Is there anything you want to leave people with? Um, my last little thought is just do things your way. Like everyone, you know, we, I think for entrepreneurs, especially there's like, you know, all the business books that tell you what you should be doing and how you should get to where you want to go. And everyone has some advice for you, but like the best way will be your way. And that might not be anyone else's way. It might not have happened, been done that way before. Um, but it really, it really can work if you just do it on your terms. That's kind of my, my parting thought. So amazing. You heard it here, folks. Do things on your own terms. I love that. Thank you so much, Alexis. And thank you to everyone for listening. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week. But until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook. So we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.